0: God for you. Um, I am here again sharing what I believe the Lord wants me to get out there. I mentioned on yesterday, I believe the Lord has really been speaking to me about the need for prophetic function in this season and uh, getting people connected to the heart and mind of God through the prophetic function. And so uh, I believe the Lord wants me to share this with you, and that is uh, simply put that that he is all about the death of religion, the death of religion. Now, some people might say, well, that doesn't sound like God. Well, God has never been interested in religion. He's always been interested in relationship. He's always been interested in relationship. So I'm gonna share this dream with you and then the word uh, of the Lord in terms of the scriptures. But in this particular dream, I was with, uh, or I was witnessing a very prominent pastor And in the natural, since he is aging, he's getting older. This is a very prominent pastor in our area. And in this dream, he was stumbling. It was obvious he was of great age. He was uh, near the end of his life. And I watched him fall over. I watched him fall over. No one else, I think it's important to say, no one else saw him fall. And he was dressed to the nines. He had on a very expensive suit. He had on a hat. He had a vest, it was a three-piece suit but he fell over and I hurried to his aid and I was asking him, are you okay? He was not in his right mind. So then I started looking for people to help. Do I call 911? Didn't really know what to do. Uh, he looked older, much older than I remembered. Like there had been an acceleration in his decline and I knew that his mental clarity had been diminished seemingly by some deteriorating condition, such as Alzheimer's or dementia. He was very well-dressed, but somehow had removed his coat. And uh, a woman came over, started to assist, and uh, proclaimed to him something very important. She says, what's wrong with your hair? What's wrong with your hair? His hair looked disheveled. And she was making a joke like she was saying, you got to get yourself cleaned up. And he chuckled. And then I remember asking him, do you understand me? Can you understand me? You know, basically trying to see if his mental acuity was there. He said, no, I don't. But he did seem to understand her and he began to sit up and began to laugh and I got up and began to look for all of his things. His hat had fallen off. Uh, His pants had fallen off. All of these things were coming off. And um, they were very well pressed. Like he was dressed very well. You could tell he had spent a whole lot of attention on his outward appearance. They were super high quality and tailored suit elements. And I looked for hangers to put them on, hangers along the school hallway, because we were in a high school, to put them up so that they were ready for him when he got kind of himself back together. So this was out of honor for him, but respect for his clothing as well. And uh, so then I began to seek the Lord, what does this really mean? So this prominent pastor being in this position where he was not in his right mind, he could not understand me, he fell over, he was in a a period of quick decline and deterioration. The Lord spoke to me and said, this represents the spirit of religion. So this particular pastor, uh, very very much attentive to the outward appearance. And we know that the Lord is interested in the heart, not the outward appearance. And so the Lord was speaking to me about how this dream represented the death of religion, the death of the church as we know it. God is um, not pleased with our outward expressions. He's more pleased with our heart. He's not so pleased with the religious activities that we do. He's not interested in the religious pomp and the circumstance and the suits and the ties and the hats and the way things look. He's more concerned about what is going on on the inside. It is about the heart. It is about the heart. And so I still honored this person in the dream. God honors his church. He loves his church. No one in this dream was critical of this person. The, uh, the person um, represented an angel, the woman that came to his aid, She was joking with him. You know, what's wrong with your hair? Get yourself cleaned up. There was love there. There was compassion. There was a relational uh, 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 Attentiveness to who he was as a person. So God is not angry to the point where oh, he's trying to throw out the You know the baby with the bathwater. He still honors his people He honors the efforts of his pastors the efforts of those who are in the kingdom, but there are things to be cleaned up So the hair this person's hair was disheveled Hair represents glory So when the angel came and said what's wrong with your hair? It's the Lord basically saying in this message. What's wrong with the glory in the church Why isn't the glory being revealed? Why is it glory? Our first priority, you know, the fact that his hair was disheveled meant that he wasn't paying attention to his glory. He wasn't paying attention to the glory of God. And so God, again, is not concerned about the outward stuff that we do. He's concerned about his glory being revealed, his person, his character, his love being revealed. And uh, so the Lord is wanting to see this type of church die, to see this kind of church activity die and go to the wayside. And uh, I'm gonna read this verse of scripture to you because I kept hearing over the last uh, several days, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And this comes in two places in scripture that I'm gonna read from. Hosea 6.6 says, for I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. I desire mercy and not sacrifice, and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So, what does this mean? Again, it's not about the outward appearance. Sacrifices were a religious expression of an inward reality. The the sacrifice was supposed to represent God's people being aware of His, his holiness. Uh, aware of him being set apart in our our sinful nature in light of his holiness and how there was a price to pay for our sin. There was a message. It wasn't just about see how many sacrifices you can make to please God. It had a message. It was about humility. It was about uh, uh, acknowledging the mercy of God, his love for his people, his compassion, his forgiveness, coming to know him. So he's not desiring our outward stuff more than he's desiring our heart. And so the Lord is saying in our church fellowships, he in our church uh, gatherings, he's desiring for himself to be revealed as a merciful God. He's not desiring for us to just come and pray and come and do stuff. He wants to be known. It says he desires the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings, burnt offerings. He wants you to know him more than anything. He wants you to know him more than to pray the right prayer. Amen. He wants you to know him more than you dressing a certain way. Jesus says this in Matthew 9, 13. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. He says, go and learn what this scripture means. I desire compassion for those in distress and not animal sacrifice. This would throw some Jews for a tizzy, especially in Jesus' day. What do you mean God doesn't desire animal sacrifice? Then Jesus says, for I did not come to call to repentance the self-proclaimed righteous who see no need to change, but sinners... Those who recognize their sin and actively seek forgiveness so we can be self-righteous and it's a stench in the nostrils of God. He's not impressed. He's not uh, desiring us to to come full of ourselves and say, oh, I'm, I'm a pious person. I'm in right standing with God. No, he desires people who are recognizing their sin. We come together to recognize that without God, we would be consumed. Amen. Without his tender mercies, we would be consumed without his um, his love. And so we need to pray into this, the death of religion in the body of Christ. The spirit of religion is not what God is pleased with. He is pleased with people who want to know him and know him sacrificially, unconditionally, meaning you surrender to him because you see his beauty. You see the beauty of his holiness. You see the beauty of his wisdom and the depths of the riches of the knowledge of God and how unsearchable he is and how glorious and beauty and majestic he is. He wants you to know him. It's not about going to church and just going to church or going to church and praying, going to church and singing a song, going to church and crying. No, are, are you in him? Are you knowing him? And so the dream the Lord revealed to me is talking about the season and the time we're in. God is coming after our religion. It is an idol. It is an idol. And there's a, a verse of scripture, also Hebrews eight thirteen, and I'm gonna read the last portion of it. It says, now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away i'm going to read this again from hebrews 8:13 now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away so, in the dream, this pastor was older. He was deteriorating quickly. He looked even older than I remembered the last time I saw him. He was vanishing away. God is allowing the, uh, the pomp and the religiosity and the being concerned about what men think of you and being seen as righteous. He's getting rid of that in his church. He's desiring a people who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness, after him. He is our righteousness. He is Jehovah Sid Canoe, he is the righteousness of the world. We are not righteous without him. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. And so pray with me for this season to to be pregnant with us putting down our idols, taking those golden calves Moses was so upset with the golden calf, he had them uh, melt the thing down, grind it to dust, and then toss it in water and drink it. He wanted them to taste the bitterness of idolatry. He wanted them to to taste the bitterness of a false god being uh, who they worship, and that is God's heart. He doesn't want us to be uh, taken by the pharisaical religiosity that can creep into our churches. It can creep into our churches. Listen to this, Matthew 23, starts at verse 25. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and self-indulgence. Wow. Then he says, blind Pharisee or religious person, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. God is not one who is so concerned about the outward appearance. He is concerned about the heart. I praise God. Listen, he says in verse 28 of Matthew 23, even so you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you're full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. This is not what pleases the Lord for us to have this outward righteousness, but inwardly we're still not changed. We need to see him as beautiful. We need to see him as glorious. We need to have a personal, sacrificial relationship with him. He desires you more than you having a religious, uh, pious attitude or lifestyle. And so I want to pray for you. I want to pray for the body of Christ that, that will allow, uh, allow religion to die. God is quickening the death of the spirit of religion in our churches. Father, we thank you that you desire fellowship, that you desire mercy. You desire to reveal yourself as merciful, full of love more than you want us to go through the motions of religion. Glory to God. You want us to know you more than just to read about you or to sing about you. You want us to read your word and ask the spirit of God to shine a light on your word that we might receive you, not just to do it as a religious exercise. You want us to fast and pray, to desire you, not to do it as a religious exercise glory to God you want us to acknowledge you in all of our ways God father we thank you that you desire the knowledge of God you desire us to know you glory to God more than burnt offerings (laughs) we pray that you have your way in the church we pray that intercessors will take this up and pray into it God that you will quicken the death of religion in the body of Christ that we may know you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, just felt like I needed to share that. Uh, praise God for you. Love you, and we'll see you. Bye.